Hello and welcome to the Boss Your Bridal Brand podcast. I'm Joanna Southwell, a mentor for wedding, fashion designers and retailers. If you are ready to get your business visible in front of your dream clients and step into your true creative genius, then this podcast is for you. Forget slogging away and getting nowhere. During our time together, I will give you the roadmap you need and show you how to boss your bridal brand. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Boss Your Bridal Brand podcast. Joanna here. Following on from episode one, which was all about visibility, why you should do it, why it's a good idea, and a little bit about kind of the worries regarding it. So I wanted to build on that for this episode and really talk to you about how to engage with your dream clients online. So for online, I mean social media, I mean your website, your own blog that you might have on your website, and also other people's websites, blogs, and online magazines. So I think there's so many ways to engage and during this episode I'm not going to go into all of it and obviously it's only a short episode so I can't go into it in full detail like I would do it during a one-to-one. But I think there are some points that we can cover today that hopefully will be really really helpful. So I think the the place to start is all about marketing how you market yourself and your business within quite a busy industry the wedding industry is busy there's lots of people there's lots of suppliers but i think that's a really really wonderful thing i think that means that there is a space for every single type of wedding and every single type of supplier and that gives us loads of opportunity. There's lots of creative ways in which we can engage with our own dream clients. Now, if you haven't already, I would suggest you write yourself a little dream client, ideal client, whatever you wanna call it, profile. And this is really easy to do. I'm not somebody that thinks that you have to give your <laughs> dream client a name and what they eat for breakfast and what their pets are called or anything like that. I'm a little bit more kind of top level, but there are some things that I think are really, really important. I also want to just highlight the fact that you might have, as part of your bridal brand, you might have a couple of ideal clients. So for example, if you are somebody who creates bespoke wedding dresses, you might obviously create different designs and different styles. You might not, you might actually have a collection and just tweak it here, there and somewhere else. But if you don't, and you do have a real start from the very beginning and create very different dresses, then don't worry. You still have an ideal client. 
just pick out the things that are similar between your clients. So for example, there might be an age group that your clients all come from. They might be in their 20s, they might be in their 30s, they might be in their 40s. Have a little think about that. Look at people who are inquiring with you, look at people who are following you on Instagram, and of course, think about your current and previous customers. What kind of people have you had who have just been so easy to work with? Those really are your ideal clients. The ones that create, allow you to create pieces that just make your heart sing. Or maybe the people that come into your bridal shop and pick the dresses that you just love. And they're easy. They're just easy to work with, easy to buy from. Everything just works in a very easy way. Those are your ideal clients. So have a look at the differences and have a look at the similarities. So for example, my bridal shop, my clients tended to be late 20s to early 30s. And they were having weddings that were slightly different from the norm, but they had different venues and they had different price points for their actual weddings, but they just wanted something slightly different. So it could have been that they were getting married abroad and just eloping, or it could be that they were getting married in an outdoor wedding venue near us, where my shop was based. But the things that were really similar about them were their age and also the fact that they all were very into fashion. Their jobs also reflected their creativity. I had clients that were textiles designers, textiles teachers, architects, graphic designers, lots and lots of people within the creative industries. So I already knew that those brides would like to have the ability to change the designs that were hanging in my shop. So my ideal client had a sense of style, were in between sort of 28 and 36 mainly, had a slightly different wedding venue. They weren't necessarily off the wall, but they weren't run of the mill. They also wanted to be able to create personalization within their design, whether that was by changing a sleeve or changing the color of the dress or whether it was some personalized embroidery on a veil, something like that. They all had that in common and they had a job that was creative. So my ideal client profile contained all of those. And they also, my brides also read a lot of blogs, a lot of wedding blogs. They were very keen on Rock Your Wedding, Festival Brides, Love My Dress, these kind of 
blogs. Now, of course, there are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot more. Um, there's some big international ones that are incredible. There's some smaller, more niche ones, and those might be better for your ideal clients. But for me, they liked the sort of big but mid-range ones around the 200, 300,000 followers because it had the variety that they liked and they liked seeing the weddings that people had kind of put together themselves. So what I would suggest you do is to have a little think about who your people are and where they hang out. Write yourself a little profile And that's a really great starting point for how to engage with those people online. Now, when it comes to marketing to these people and connecting with your ideal clients, you need to think about marketing touch points. Now, this is um, very old (laughs) um, uh, thought process. That is that people need to see you and your products and what you're about several times in different ways in which to remember and then truly engage with you. So think about the different ways in which your ideal clients can see you. So let's think about Instagram. They could see you on their, on your profile, your stories, your reels. They could also see you being featured on somebody else's blog, like magpie wedding or love my dress they could also google something and find you on your blog on your website and they could also hear you on a podcast or they could hear or see comments from you from an online magazine a print magazine there are lots and lots of different ways in which you can be there in the centre and forward of your ideal client's online presence. So I want to go through just a couple of these and tell you what has worked for me and my clients to see if we can give you a little boost in your visibility. So the second overarching idea Um, And you'll hear this called different things. But for me, I call them my buckets. (laughs) Other people call them content pillars. I'm not that corporate. So I quite like just having something, thinking about filling up three different buckets. And that's quite okay for me. But what they are are three things that I think your online presence, your Instagram posts, your reels, your features on blogs, your blogs on your website. They need to touch either one, two or all of these buckets. And they are to build trust, to show expertise or to entertain. Now, if you think about it in whenever you're creating a post or a piece of content, to have a little look and think, is this building trust with my ideal client? Or is this showing my expertise? Or is this entertaining? And have a little think. And if it isn't, I would try and rework it so that it does fill one of those boxes. 
and as I say, some of them can can do all of it, and that's you know that's like ding 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 golden line. But don't worry if only does one. Okay, so I'm just going to go into a little bit more interest in a little more detail with that. So to build trust, what that means is when your ideal client comes online and they're thinking, oh, I like her. Oh, I like that. That's very interesting. And what that is, you need to use your content to build the trust so that they understand that what you provide will fill that gap, fill that need that they want that we were talking about in episode episode one. And that could be to show what you do. It could be to show yourself, to talk so they know what kind of person you are. And then when they come to meet you, they're like, oh, I already know her. Yeah, yeah, she's really nice. She's really friendly or she's really engaging or she obviously knows what she's talking about. The second one is to show your expertise. Okay, now you might be thinking, oh my God, I don't know, I'm not an expert. Oh my goodness. But let me tell you, you are. You are an expert. You probably just don't even realise. If you think about the average bride, obviously it could be a groom, depending on your business, but let's just talk about brides at the moment. The average bride will not have done this many times before, if any. Even if they've been married five times, it's still not that many times over the course of what else we do in the rest of our lives. And the fact that you do this full time or a lot of the time and you see people, you connect with people, you know people in the industry, you are an expert to them. What you say will help them. So think about content that you can create that shows your expertise. It could be that we do one of those reels like we discussed in episode one when you're sewing or sketching. Or it could be that you're talking about the bespoke procedure when it comes to having a bespoke wedding dress. You talk about how it works and how you can help them. Or maybe it is that you are talking them through something that might be a lot of questions that they have and you're detailing it that so that they can understand it, you are educating them and you're showing your expertise. So think about it in terms of expertise or education, if you prefer. And the third and final bucket is to entertain. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, you can absolutely dance around and do funny reels and have a wonderful time being entertaining. And I love that. (laughs) I love it. So there is no negativity from me about that. But also it doesn't have to be that. If you kind of think, oh my God, there's no way I can do that. I can't dance around and point on, on reels and you don't have to. Entertain can be, like we said in episode one, maybe opening up some wonderful boxes of new creations or showing some wonderful fabric. Maybe it is styling some of your designs on a mannequin. Maybe it is putting together some photographs and creating a look for your ideal client. So if you know that your ideal client really likes a very pared down look, then you can put together some photos 
or the head-to-toe look of a dress, a veil or a hairband, some shoes, a a blazer, whatever it is that you think, and put them together. And that is entertaining them. And also so is doing things like polls. Um, Everybody loves a poll. And also it gets you loads of information about your ideal client. And actually it might allow you to tweak your profile somewhat. So when you're creating content that is allowing these marketing touch points, think about your three buckets. Are you building trust? Are you showing your expertise or educating them? And are you entertaining them? Some of your posts can do lots of those things. So for example, a styling post with a poll in, I think is building trust and showing your expertise in styling and also entertaining them. So come, if you're not sure, get a piece of paper and write down the three buckets and then come up with some ideas and then tick and see, does it do this? Does it build trust? Does it educate them and show my expertise? Does it entertain? Tick, 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 then you know. And if it doesn't, as I said before, you can always tweak it. So now, Let's just kind of bring that down a little bit, drill down a little bit. And I think that when you've created this kind of content, it's always good to have a call to action. Now, what that means is it's not just saying, ha ha, here is my beautiful dress, thinking that your dream client will have a look at that and then remember it forever, because they probably won't. And that's that's nothing bad about your design. It's just that's human nature. So if you ask them to do something, they're probably more likely to do that than just to ignore it. So you could say to them, click a link in my bio to read this. You could say, vote on my, on Instagram stories, on my poll. It could be save this for late, save this post for later. It could be book online now, whatever it is that makes that makes sense for that post and for your ideal client, make sure you create a call to action. It could be to read an article, it could be to head to your website, whatever it is that makes sense, but make sure you add it. And I think it's important to do that on every single post. Now, if you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is a lot of work, then don't worry, you don't have to do it every day. I would suggest that you post three times a week on social media, if you can. But remember, you can also use this content in different ways. So for example, if you are putting something on Instagram that talks about you being featured on a blog, then you're on the blog, you can promote it on Instagram, and then you can also tag it on Insta stories, and then you can also comment on other people's profiles and feeds. So there's lots of different ways that you can do it that allows your content to work hard for you. Now, Now you've got the kind of fundamentals, you've got your ideal client, you understand about marketing touch points, and you already know 
your content pillars, your buckets, and the kind of content that you create. I want to talk to you a little bit about how to build your network online and how to make the most of your Instagram profile and your own website. So when it comes to Instagram and other people Instagram accounts, I think it's really good to see if you can build your network by working with or featuring on other people's Instagram accounts. So it could be that you have, um, as a bridal designer, you have um, maybe a wedding planner that you work with, maybe a stationer, maybe a florist, whatever it is. If they also have the same ideal client as you, it's a brilliant way of new people who are the right people for you, finding you and connecting with you. And then when they're on on, on your Instagram profile, you are going to be building trust, showing your expertise and expertise and educating and then entertaining them. So of course, they're going to stick with you and really understand that you are the people for them, which will then create some brilliant, brilliant leads and sales. So maybe you could do a photo shoot and have it featured on a blog that you know your ideal client would love to see you on and would read it. So connect with those stylists, those florists, those cake makers, those stationers, and see if you can create a photo shoot and get it featured on one of those blogs. Or perhaps if that isn't something you've got time for right now, could you take over somebody else's Instagram account and say, like, do one, you do three posts and then they do three posts on yours to try and build your network and talk about things that you know that you're brilliant about, about that can help their ideal clients too. Because remember, their ideal clients are your ideal clients. Maybe you could do some Instagram lives together where you talk about things that would be important to both of your dream clients that will entertain, it will build trust and it will show your expertise. Tick, 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 ding, ding, ding. Um, I also think that it's really, really, really valuable to have a blog on your own website. Now, I know this might seem like quite a lot of work, but it's a hundred percent worth it. Now, one of the main really brilliant things about a blog is SEO, search engine optimization, SEO. So when people are, when your ideal clients are Googling, we want them, their results to feature you. So think about what they would be Googling. And you can go onto Google and see the most recent searched questions. So if you say, I don't know, wedding dresses, Bedfordshire. See what else, say wedding dresses, see what else comes down on the drop box in Google. And that shows what people are asking Google. And then you can create content around those topics to put on your own website. So when people Google them, 
you come up, they click on the link, they read your blog, they think, goodness me, they are absolutely fabulous. They have a look around the rest of your website and then they engage with you through Instagram or maybe they send you an inquiry straight away. Now, I think blogs need to be about 500 words and if you're anything like me and you think, oh, I don't know if I can sit there and write 500 words, you could probably say 500 words quite easily. So head over to your phone and download this incredible app called Otter. And Otter allows you to talk into it and then it changes it into text. You can then um, send it off to your computer or to your phone or to your Dropbox, whatever it is, and it's there. And then you can just copy and paste it in, add some pictures in, and you're done. So Otter is O-T-T-E-R and is available on most smartphones. So if that's something that you think, yeah, I can do that, I can do that, come up with a list of things that based on your Google searches, you think that you could talk about and you think that would help fill your three buckets. Because those are the things that your ideal clients are going to want to know about you. And if they're thinking, oh, crikey, I really love her, but I wonder if she knows about this, or I wonder if, I don't know how that works. If you've got it on your website, answering all their questions, it's got to be a real, real shortcut for you. You don't have to go backwards and forwards. Do they know this? Does she know that? Does he know that? It's already there in black and white. They can read, they can understand, they can book. So another way of thinking about doing it is all the questions that people ask you. Write a blog about that. And you can also share some of that information along your network as well. So ask your florists and your wedding planners, ask your photographer friends. I've written a blog, would you like to have it on your blog? And then not only do you have your business in front of them, but you also have that really important backlinks between the different websites. By connecting different websites Google realises that you might be somebody that knows something and it puts you higher up on the Google listings. So if you're thinking about your blog, you're thinking about featuring on other people's blogs, you're also thinking about your Instagram posts, reels and really connecting and thinking about how you can engage with your ideal client, I think you've got a really, really good foundation. Obviously, there are so many other things you can do. We will talk about that all in future episodes. But at the moment, I think this is a really, really, really good foundation. And if you're not sure when you're creating content, go back to your dream client profile and make sure that what you're creating is gonna sit really well for them. So I hope you found that really, really helpful. I know that I certainly delight, I was delighted to talk to you about it. If you have any questions, you can follow me on Instagram, 
which is Joanna underscore Southwell, and drop me a DM. I would be delighted, delighted to hear from you. Or, of course, you can join my Boss Your Bridal brand Facebook group for more advice, support, online groups, and lots and lots and lots of exclusive content. To do that, just head over to Facebook and search Boss Your Bridal Brand. So thanks for listening and I will catch up with you on the next episode.